Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Oh, man. So you moved to the living room. These later recording days, uh, you get a you get to move to the living room, get a little bit more comfortable. It's comfortable uh, on the couch. No, um, we have so we have what's called, which I didn't know um, had like a name, but we have uh, we have frogs in our house, which are freeze. Uh, apparently, it's it's a freezing room over a garage. Okay. Oh yeah. You've heard, you've heard, you've heard yeah. of these. Um, and Tanner is in one of those. Um, and he has now kind of moved into the basement um, because it is just way too cold kind of for him. Um, even if we like crank the heat up, yeah, it stays pretty cool in there. He doesn't do a ton to help it. You know, um, he is a teenage boy, so his door must be shut, you know, like at all times. So uh, we've told him, you know, if he left the door open, um, there's some vent things that he could help if he didn't like throw his clothes over his vent, you know, um, that tends to help with heat or have it open. Um, stuff of that nature. But overall, it is a very cool room. Um, and so, yeah, he's now moved into the basement a little he's bit. He's moved into uh, the podcast studio. He has, um, yeah. So I think it was inevitable anyway, eventually, that he would kind of end up down there as he got older. Um, I mean, there is a bed there, a, ba- a bathroom. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so he is, yeah, kind of taking over the studio space, um, we'll easy, call it. Uh, easy way to sneak ladies in and out, solid. Great choice. There really is a lot of benefits to <laughs> as, as far away from your parents as possible. Uh, you know, uh, you know. You remember, I had the uh, I had the basement, uh, the basement uh, bedroom, and love uh, hanging you know, out the, in the basement. We the always basement, basement bedroom had the had that nice space in there for our uh, for our, our video game tournaments that uh, would card, last way too long. Games, card, card games. games. Crazy yeah. amount of money actually probably passed hands in those card games, weirdly I enough. I think, wouldn't we say a crazy amount of money? I think we probably all broke within a dollar. I made a dollar, you lost a dollar. I think over the course of those card games, I think everybody probably ended up about even. That's really funny because that's accurate. But usually there was at least one big loser a, a, a night, you know, um, which, I mean, again, big loser might be you know, 40, 50 bucks. But again, when you're playing like quarter games and stuff, we were playing the old yeah. school, you know, poker the back in the good old days, you know, in some ways, but those games could get a little, little pricey. Well, yeah. I mean, back then too, you know, I mean, we were making six seventy five an hour, you know, 50 bucks. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's tough. We're working. You know, in the you're working, well, yeah, you're working like five, six hour shifts. You know, you're going to school, you know, it's not like you're working a full, you know, it's not like you're making, you know, like a living wage or anything. You're working part time going through school, man. 50 bucks a lot. It it, it was. It was. The stakes were high, but the stakes were high yesterday. They were. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I want to be honest with you, man. I don't know how much I've got for you, for you today. Cause uh, I, uh, I, I found myself with a little bit of a sore throat after, uh, after the game. Like, I think that, um, I think that I just emotionally crashed yesterday after the yeah. game. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, it was a really emotional one, maybe more than in the past, you know. Um, I think we've had conversations, you know, about that 
this is a different team and they've taken a different path, you know, in every way. And so I think, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. And I always, yeah. I, I pace, I mean, it takes a lot out of me. Like I really, for these two weeks leading up to this Super Bowl, I have to kind of prepare myself for that night of being just really, I know it's not probably good for well, me overall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed, uh, I noticed on the text chain that, uh, we've gotten playoff Matt. It's kind of like playoff tra- Travis, playoff Pat. We got playoff yeah. Matt back. Uh, you know, Kelly and I would wear our emotions on the, uh, on the old sleeve throughout the regular season. Um, uh, you were always like the, uh, hey, guys, just chill. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I, I don't That's think you weird. know this. I don't think you know this, but I actually went off off, uh, off channel, direct mm-hmm. to Kelly, and I was like, hey, man, like Matt just doesn't like have negativity in his life anymore. Like He's super chill. Like You're not going to get him to engage with our uh, chicken little, the sky is falling type stuff. Like you, We're just not going to get him to – to engage because you know we're we're there just pissed upset you know and you're like hey guys everything's cool and i was like i don't know if it's he's just in a zen place i don't know if it's his new job i don't know if it's the (laughs) what it is but then you know as the playoffs started to roll in you start to get the fire playoff matt yeah welcome back welcome back playoff matt that's right. And I, I think the, the interesting parallel with that seems to be the where the Chiefs are at, too. And I think I think it's important not to discount the regular season, you know, um, because I, I, I do think it matters. But I do think at some point there are players, teams, coaches that just excel in these types of moments. And I want to also make the point and I think. I think there's there's times in history where you're right. There's times in history where you're super wrong. I do think the inner the thing that I would say that I was pretty steadfast on actually has nothing to do with the Chiefs and that I was right on. And that is that I had no faith in the rest of the AFC not to poop themselves. I'll try to keep it, you know, as peace, you know, as as friendly without the cuss words today. But I just felt like what we probably and what the world discounts, which we shouldn't because we've seen it. We've seen the best team in the NFL, right, during the regular season, lose in the playoffs so often because it was us, right? And because, and why was it, Andy? Because of our coach or the players essentially falling short in the moment. Right. Because these moments are different than the regular season. And, and it, it is a different type of of mentality that goes into it. And only certain people are made for it. And so as much as the Chiefs and I think you take different paths in dynasties, right, you take different paths to, to win. But to me, this has been just as much about the other teams as it has been about us. But in some ways that then in turn speaks to our consistency, right? And our level of like, okay, you know, we don't give it away. You have to beat us, you know? And that's the piece where I felt like at some point the other teams would give it to us, right? And it's just happened to be that that's the case. Yesterday, to me, it was the coaching staff of the of the Baltimore Ravens who essentially – just stopped being themselves 
gave up on themselves so early in a game and and it's so it was so unnecessary i don't i don't know how you feel but i i just feel like it was such a a coaching mismatch yesterday was a huge part of it yeah i think uh, specific to the the ravens um look i think the ball just didn't bounce their way a couple times like i think that um I think what the Chiefs did a really, really good job of is they were very disciplined in their pass rush to the point where their discipline in their pass rush gave up the touchdown. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they and they kind of, you know, they were not going to let Lamar break containment out of the middle. There was one time where he broke containment around the end. Um, you know, so I, I think that uh, from that standpoint, they did a good job. I was surprised Baltimore didn't run the ball more, but, you know, I think too, when you kind of, when you get down, um, like the, the, from a coaching standpoint, one thing that the chiefs did, um, and then you saw it later in the 49ers and lions game is I, I don't care time and place where you're at. If you have the ability to go up another possession, you take it right. So if you're, if you're up 10 to seven, excuse me, if you're up 14 to seven and you have the opportunity to kick a makeable field goal, I, I, I take it in, especially if it's early in the game, because it, it, it becomes like, I, I view these things as possessions. Okay. So 10. Now, if you're up 10, maybe you do go for it. Right. Cause it, to me, you're up 10, you're up 13, two touchdowns still beat you. Uh, but you're up seven or you're up 10, they have to score twice, which means that they have to touch the ball twice. And then especially if you've got like, like midway through the second quarter, you probably have six, seven possessions each left. So there's so much time to actually make, like, even if you're um, 14 at that point, there's still plenty of possessions left. Correct. Um, You know, so I I think from, from that standpoint, I think that, um, you know, I think the Ravens did a good job adjusting in the second half to what our offense was doing. Um, and then I think it it really just, like that game just boiled down to, and this was something that we have seen in previous eras of our, uh, of our team, is that those Zay Flowers plays mm-hmm. punched out, right? Ball punched out in the end zone, the Lamar pick in the end zone. Um, the Lamar, you know, the, the strip sack, that stuff happens based on the way they were playing defense, but the, uh, the interception in the end zone, you know, is really, I mean, he threw that into triple coverage. So, you know, it was going to be, even if, uh, Dion Bush doesn't come over and pick that off, I, I don't think there's a high percentage that that thing gets completed. Um, you know, was... so on that one, and then on the Zay Flowers one, man, just unlucky, but lucky, yeah. unlucky for him. Unlike you know, lucky for us, unlucky for him. Great play yeah. by us. Um, you know, you do see that a lot when these guys are stretching out. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, we talked a little bit about the uh, fumble into the end zone rule. Um, you know, I mean, that ball didn't go out of the end zone, but we did recover it in the end zone. We got a touchback. To me, that's more of a, a fair rule than had we punched it out and it goes out of bounds. You know, I don't think that it should have been our ball there, but we, we recovered that ball. It was clearly out before the, before the end zone. Um, so, yes. I, I mean, I, I think 
you make you make your own luck. I was talking to Tanner about this on the way. Um, he had a soccer game before um, the game uh, yesterday, and we were talking kind of on the drive out that like you, you make your own luck, right? And you make. And I also want to say that you kind of make your own good calls, right? I think there's going to be a lot of calls in that game that are scrutinized, right? I think there's some clear ones. I think there's some that you could argue, I think it goes back to that letter of the law thing, right? Now, whether we agree with the letter of the law or not, that's a different conversation. But the taunting penalty by the letter of the law is is a penalty, right now that taunting penalty was just straight up like you so things you cannot do one you can't spike the ball at your opponent while he's on the ground two you can't flex over him while he's on the ground like i mean you got two of them right there you know i, pushed, I don't know but he pushed him off too so to pushed, me it was pushed him like down. Three strikes. he pushed him off so like you might have gotten away with one you probably shouldn't get away with two the third one made it almost yeah. to a point where they had no choice but to and in some ways, this is where I go back to your to your argument with, with Dan Campbell or taking the points and all those conversations or just like thinking about the game in context of the game itself. Not who we are as a team, not regular season, not what got us here, blah, blah, blah. Let's let's literally think about what's happening in this game, right? It was a heated game, right? This was a game that already had absolute fire behind it. So the referees felt like they needed to probably keep a little control over it. So that moment was an obvious moment that gave them some a point to say, hey, it almost dared them to throw a flag, right? And if you do that in the NFL, nine times out of 10, they're going to call it, right? So that's a very poor decision. I think with Dan Campbell and the Lions, right? I think getting, you know, we can kind of transition because I know we don't want to take a ton of time and we transition into like the opponent, right? And who we are venting now, kind of it's Super Bowl time, right? Like we haven't done anything. I think that's important. That's Pat's point. I think that's something that they've been able to, to really have blinders on. That that winning the AFC championship game is truly nothing, right? Like winning the Super Bowl is what it's all about. No one talks about the Bengals. No one talks about Joe. I mean, Joe Burrow has that one little statistical blip over everyone else but does does that really put him over the top right that he made the super bowl but lost right like it's just it's not a thing so you win it you've had that's what legends are made of right but dan campbell has to to me kick those field goals and the first one is in particular like i can i can see going for it on the first one the second one was truly truly awful and and to me, it's it's the tying the game one. Although I will say that kicking, not kicking in and going up by three scores essentially at that point, right, which would have put them back up seventeen, sure. right. I, I told Tanner because it goes back to to what we saw. We saw the Marcus Mariota Mariota pass to himself, which Lamar Jackson had one of those. So it's just you know you have these little moments that trigger these memories, right? We've seen the Chiefs do this where, again, you don't, you, you take the points because you never know what's going to happen as it goes. And I turned to Tanner and I said, watch, that's the turning point right there, bud. Like, because we were both rooting for the Lions. We, we wanted to see the Lions win, you know? So it, it's, it's interesting. And so it goes back to me also, the coaching of it all, right? That when you have all the pieces, right, that Dan Campbell – 
I think Dan Campbell got the most probably out of that team because he's a rah-rah guy, right? He clearly is. But I also think he made some strategically bad, bad decisions in that game that cost them, including how he managed the end of the game, right? Where an Andy Reid just doesn't, at least, you know, in the later part of his life, has learned from the mistakes and he, that he made, I think, early on and really manages the game well. He doesn't lose it for you, he, you know, in some ways. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, specific to the stuff with the Lions is, you know, to me, there's really not a lot of difference between 17 and 21. You know, again, it's three scores, right? Like the, because tw- what happens if, let's say, you convert on the fourth and two, and then you're, you're now down at the, I don't know, 18 yard line or whatever, and you pick up 10 yards or nine yards. Okay, fourth and one from the nine, you're going to go, or you pick up three yards. Fourth and fourth and seven from the fifteen. Are you kicking the field goal? Right. You keep having to go for it. Like that to me makes almost like you keep having to do it because you keep doing it. And I will say that Dan Campbell, people at least when I've I've been off on Mondays, so it's like watching my soap operas. You know, I got to watch my shows and these talking head sports shows that are so funny to listen to. And I will say that Dan Campbell has not gotten any heat. Well, let's be honest, Brendan Staley. Right. Got absolutely laughed out of the NFL for essentially doing what Dan Campbell just did in a playoff game, you know. And so it's interesting to see how different guys kind of their personas ultimately kind of are are give their perceptions, you know, because I think Brendan Staley is this like this little nerdy kind of, you know, kind of kind of guy. Well, and yeah. I think where's the difference between Staley and Campbell is Staley would rely on the analytics. Well, the analytics told me to do it. Right. And, you know, I think with Campbell, it was just like, no, this is who I am. We're going to be aggressive. My God. We're, we're going to be aggressive. Yeah. That's right. And, we're biting at the knees, baby. You know, and I think the other thing, too, is like, I mean, I go back to the game against the Cowboys, the, um, the lineman reporting game. Right. When you get the penalty and now you're – you know, like you go back, kick the field, kick the extra you have point to kick because the field goal. Correct. Um, I, I don't think that I'm really like a, I don't think that I'm an analytics guy um, because I, I couldn't tell you like, oh, it's a 90.2% for, if you go for it here. But I do think that a lot of my instincts are, um, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's just that it's instinctual of, of what the analytics would say. And I, right. I think that um, like, I think if you're on, let's say it's a bad weather game and you're on your 35 yard line, you have less than it's fourth and four. You got to go for it because right. the likelihood of making a 52 yard field goal that puts the ball at the 42 isn't as good as picking up four yards. Um, you know, in, in today's, right. today's league, I mean, you saw Baltimore went for it, what on fourth and three from their 18. Mm-hmm. They went quick. They threw a little, you know, got it you know you can you can get a three-yard play um yeah you just just, have to be organized it's also a risk reward right that i think again and and i think it's but it had to do they were down two scores yes it's situation it can't be about heart all the time and you're you're who i am and you know that what i felt in my gut like it needs to be situational depending on the moment that you're in the game. What I've heard from these announcers that I don't completely agree with 
is that they're saying, well, you know, a Thursday night, you know, game on Amazon against the Packers is a different type of game than a playoff game against the 49ers and how you call it. I don't know that that's the case. What I'm saying is, is it's specific to the game itself, right? Just like Zay Flowers taunting in a game where it was already getting chippy and called and getting called tight, you know, he does something very silly that is pushing the line, right? So again, same kind of thing here, where to me, it's not about who you are and what got you there. It's about situationally, this makes the most sense for my team to win. It almost goes back to, I don't want a coach that constantly goes by his gut and heart and all that. Part of me feels like that's the players, right? The players should always want to go for it, right? If you ask Pat Mahomes, it's fourth and two, and we're on the, we're, it's literally like the 35, our own 35 and above. I guarantee you, Pat Mahomes says 100% of the time we're going for it. Yeah. Let's go for it, right? Going you, for it on fourth you down. Andy, you need Andy Reid to be that, you know, kind of, no, because I, I'm Andy Reid, number one, and I have uh, Pat Mahomes. Yes, you're, you're now a legend and you, you're on the Mount Rushmore of, of quarterbacks here, but I'm still Andy Reid, right? So I have enough say, right, to say, listen, no, this is the right choice. And to have that kind of, it's a parental kind of thing, right? Yeah. Where it's, That's what you want from a coach to me. Well, I think, uh, I think one of the things that, if you look at the difference between the Chiefs and the Ravens yesterday, I think the biggest thing that the Ravens did is I think they felt like they had to come out and be physical, like they had to be physical. Yeah. And I think that they had to be, they felt like they needed to be physical and aggressive and set the tone. And sometimes when teams feel like they have to be physical and aggressive and set the tone, they cross the line. And by crossing the line, like even doing chippy, just stupid things like Justin Tucker setting up his tee and ball down at the uh, where wow. Mahomes is, you know, like and then coming over and pushing a defensive back, right? Like it, in pre games, like you know, teams that generally are trying to get under the opponent's skin in pre game, it, it tends to backfire. Like how many times have you seen? Like remember the Seahawks last year on the Christmas Eve game where it was super cold and their, their wide receivers came out shirtless for the, oh, yeah. for pregame and then oh, yeah. what they do i think they combined to put up like four receptions for 40 yards like it was so like you come out you know it's like you're doing all that just to do this like there was um jerry judy earlier in the year against the chiefs was you know doing a lot of stuff pregame three for 27 you know all yes. that just to go for three for 27 um it's what a team that, and that's the real shame, I think, for the Ravens, because that it's what a team to me that is the underdog needs to do, right? It's the team to me that says, we're not good enough to beat this team straight up, right, with the talent we have, that we have to go out and get in their heads, and we have to go out and make them feel like we're going to bully them and all that other shit, where to me, that's that's not, you know, I, I think that's all, and all that stuff not on the field when it matters it is absolutely for show and that's the type of stuff that i will give our team credit that we just don't really get into you know i mean we just don't really kind of seem to be the type of team that needs to have that as a motivation i think in some ways you're exactly right that it's the opposite effect that we just wait for a team to do stuff like that like at yeah. some point at some point 
there will be a moment where their players, coaches, last year it was the Cincinnati mayor of all people who came out and said, you know, what was it, the whole DNA? Uh, the DNA to see if Joe Burrow is indeed Patrick Mahomes' father. Um, Could you imagine? I mean, that, my assumption is the Bengals hated <clears throat> that, right? And the Bengals also said some really ignorant stuff. But ultimately, they had to cringe when that happened. And so, again, I why – I mean, it, it's very cliche, but you just – you don't poke the bear. You don't – why give a, a champion any more reason and any more kind of motivation, right? Yeah, I know you're not on the platform anymore. I know that you've uh, you've decided to uh, remove yourself from Twitter X, um, from X, from Twitter, uh, tweet, Twix. I don't know, uh, but uh, Twix. One of the oh, uh, one of the, the best follows here of late is uh, Bobby Stroop, uh, Mahomes trainer. Yeah, favoriting, retweeting, uh, liking everything that is uh, you know just fuel to the fire, right? Like just. Dude's just like he's it's like he's keeping a pendaflex of receipts. You know, like let me just go ahead and keep that receipt right there. Um, you know, because Pat can't do it, but he can. He um, he and he probably right. And I think as a trainer, right, there's that's exactly the kind of little things that I think put competitors and put people over the top, right? And so you you recognize that as a trainer and you go, okay, if I want to get the most out of Pat today. I'm going to show him this tweet. I'm going to show him, you know, a couple little, you know, and get him a little bit fired up here because when it gets to this level, right? Like that, that's, that can be all it takes. The, the little bit over the top, you know, again, is very, these teams, we've talked about it. They're even every NFL game is hard. It doesn't matter if you're going and playing Carolina on, you know, at home, they they things happen in the NFL and you can lose because these are all they're all on scholarship like we've said several times you know yeah, they're I mean, all, you know yeah. so like I, just you know we've had that conversation up. of the people that are like well I bet Alabama could be no they couldn't they of course they could they would they would lose by four touchdowns easy they, like they would get smoked <laughs> Very, because it's because that that's a team full of all the best players from Alabama, right? Regardless of what and and it's the depth, right? Too. I mean, it would be the special teams would probably be the most maybe glaring, you know, difference if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because think about the level of play on special teams when it comes to some of these big colleges. These these kids are they're fodder. They're not they're not you know, yeah. back cornerbacks in the NFL, you know, Dion Bush, who made that, you know, interception and huge play, is it is it practice squad slash NFL, you know, uh, uh, backup NFL player, you know, who, again, is, I guarantee you, better than 90% of the, the Alabama players currently, or at least, you know, 85, 75. Well, um you know, it's, it, it really is exciting. Um, we're going to wrap, we're going to wrap up today, kind of keep it relatively short and sweet. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's really a whole lot to uh, get in. This I'm going to effort us. I'm efforting a guest. I'm efforting a celebrity for next week. Ooh. Okay. I think you've got an idea who it is. I just don't want to, you know, in case we can't get him, but, right. uh, you know, a, a tight schedule I mean, for that. It's a tough, tough guest. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, he was, 
I mean, he was absolutely fired up for the AFC championship game. Um, and so I have no idea, you know, if we can even, you know, how, uh, what was it they used to, uh, they used to say on uh, sports center, you can't, you can't control Larry Bird. You can hope to contain him. You can only hope to contain him. That's right. Like there's definitely no control. I don't even think containing is a realistic, I mean, you know, back in the day, what you going to do, brother, what you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you. I mean, this is just basically like, this is Hulkamania running wild on you, which um, before we go, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but um, my wife shared an Instagram post that Hulk Hogan was baptized. And, uh, and I was like, hold on a second. So train, say your prayers, take your vitamins back in the day. So the, so the say your prayers part, like we get baptized for, and then the take your vitamins, the steroid stuff, like did the Hulkster even, did he do any of the three? Like, this is just, it's ruining my childhood to, to see the these N- things. Like yeah, the NWO term <laughs> makes a lot of sense now, right? Um, I mean, yeah. In hindsight, yeah. it really does. Well, I could, uh, I could break down Hogan's career. Like Hogan, he wrestled like a heel his entire career. People just cheered him when he was a good guy doing it. So speaking yeah. of heels, um, Chiefs have gone full villain. And, uh, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right with it. Um, have you seen the map of who people are, who people were rooting for? You know, no. they, they put the map of the United States. I love and it's that. Like this I love state. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Kansas, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, maybe Iowa, maybe Arkansas were rooting for the Chiefs and everybody else was rooting for the Ravens. Um, the one that I saw about the Chiefs and the 49ers was Kansas, Missouri rooting for um, rooting for the Chiefs, California, Northern California rooting for um, San Francisco and the rest of the country rooting for them both to lose. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's a rematch from four years ago. The, the, you know, that people talk about the Chiefs being in now six straight, six straight um, AFC championship games and three of the last four Super Bowls. Um, overlooked in that is that this was San Francisco's third straight and uh, third out of five years. So they, the year they went, they went to Super Bowl 54. They didn't make the playoffs um, in for 55. And then for 56 and 57, they were in the, the conference championships. Kind of, in 56, them as a conference championship uh, intern was kind of a didn't, – didn't look like they were going to make it there. And then last year, you know, they had the thing with um, Purdy's elbow. Right. Remember, he, he hurt his elbow, and then they knocked um, uh, Johnson out. So then they were – then Purdy was basically playing where, he, you know, they could only hand off the ball, became very one-dimensional, and the Eagles rolled. Um, so, I mean, it's not like it, – it's not like these teams – you know, and then of course they won the conference championship to go to Super Bowl Fifty Eight. So, I mean, this is a team that's played in four of their last five. So it's not like you know they're rolling in as you know completely different teams from Fifty Four to Fifty Eight. But I mean, ton of weapons. A lot of those guys that are still Bosa still there, um, Kittle still there, uh, Trent Williams still there. Like I mean, Debo. They they got a lot of lot of talent. And they added McCaffrey. Um, you know, I mean, I, 
for me, what I just what we need to do, what we got to do, is turn, we got to turn them into the Bills, right? Essentially, a team that it's not, you know, like they were a team that was very dominant in a time frame, and ironically, you know, enough, it was the 49ers, right? Who will always be known for that era because the Bills never even could get it done once, right? So the hope is is that you just keep the 49ers being the Bills, weirdly enough, of the of the 90s, you know, where they are good enough in the NFC and they're good enough to to make it pretty consistently and be, I mean, I don't think anybody that anybody that follows football has a lot of respect for those Bills teams, you know, but they'll still also be known as weirdly as like ultimately losers when they had an incredible run of winning, right? They just lost yeah. four. They lost four. Well, it's in- like the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings could have very well been the team of the 70s. The problem is yeah. they lost Super Bowls to the Dolphins and Steelers. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, the, the 49ers were the team of the 80s. The Cowboys were the team of the 90s. Team. There's always yeah. a second team, right? I would assume you would argue that maybe Utah, you know, for for the Bulls, you know, was maybe the ultimate like second team. And there were other teams that that got beat by Jordan, you know, but I would say the most complete and maybe the most consistent team was Utah, you know. And so you end up somebody's got to yeah. always be the the runner up, you know. The uh, the team that actually gave the the team that gave the Bulls the toughest times was, uh, you know, that they had legendary battles with the Knicks, but it was the Pacers. Yeah, The Pacers like always played them like those. I think the Pacers are the only team to push the 90s Bulls, the 90, the 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, to multiple game sevens. Yeah. You know, so. All right, man. Uh, next week, hope to have a, hope to have a guest. Um, really hoping that, uh, Really hoping we can we can make my man happen. You know, at, last time he was on here, he, he brought it. Um, dude's a dude's a legend. So uh, you know, we'll see if we can. Uh, I'm gonna get with his people and and see if we can. Uh, I'm personally making the ask. Like I'm not even having our producers do it. Oh yeah, man, no intern yeah. asks. This yeah, is so yeah, it's huge. All right, brother. Well, um, rest up because because uh, we're not we're not having our exit interview just yet. That's right, buddy. We're still rocking. Uh-huh. See you next week. All righty.